welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 12th of June 2011, entitled, The Day a Leper Lost His Leprosy. And the Bible reading is taken from Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 to 4. Here's Brother Steve Elliott. Very good afternoon to you. Just turn 12 o'clock, so have to be precise, don't we? I'm going to say good morning then, but um, if you'd like to turn in your Bibles, please, to uh, Matthew chapter 8. <clears throat> I'd like to preach a message entitled, The Day a Leper Lost His Leprosy. We're only going to read uh, four verses, and um, in many ways, this section um, is the heart of Matthew's message, and uh, we can see three things of the Saviour's heart towards the people and um, we can take courage from that because we're his people and uh, we're a needy people as well. But we're just going to read the first four verses and um, if you'd like to stand please. Thank you. Verse 1, when he was come down from the, mountain, from the mountain, great multitudes followed him and behold there came a leper and worshipped him saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Verse 4, And Jesus saith unto him, See, thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Please be seated. <clears throat> So I just want us to look at three uh, simple things this morning where we can see the heart of our Lord for his people. And the first um, thing that we can take encouragement from is the humility of the Saviour. And um, we see, first of all, that there was a time for him, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come down from the mountain. And we see in verse 1, it says simply, when he, this is the Lord Jesus, when he was come down from the mountain. I wonder, do we know which mountain and why the Lord was up this mountain? Well, if you just turn back a couple of chapters, <clears throat> you'll notice in chapter 5 at the start, we see that he was on top of what's called the Mount uh, of Beatitudes around the Sea of Galilee. And it says here, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, he, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying, and we have, following him going up on the mountain and opening his mouth to his disciples, we have 117 um, verses of teaching from our Lord Jesus Christ. And we see here that the Lord Jesus Christ, he was fulfilling Old Testament prophecy concerning a divine teacher that was going to come and teach the people. Um, let's just turn to a couple of scriptures in the Old Testament. Isaiah 54, Isaiah chapter 54. <clears throat> and we can see here that um, the Bible says that the Lord was going to teach many people. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 13 says this, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. 
And this is exactly what the Lord Jesus was doing when he was on this mountain, this Mount of Beatitudes. He was teaching his people the kingdom values. And, uh, you know, as we read, like we've gone through this, haven't we, on a Wednesday night, and we can take so much from this. And it's for us. Many of these teachings are good, moral teachings that we need to apply into our, into our Christian lives. And uh, we can see here from the Old Testament that uh, this was um, a prophecy, and thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And this is what he was doing. He was teaching his children, his brethren, the Jews. Uh, not only that, if we have a look in Isaiah chapter 48, we see and in verse 17, we read, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, he says, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou should, shouldest go. And this, is, again, was what the Lord was doing on that mountain. He was teaching his people to profit, and he was leading them by the way. And you know that this is exactly what God desires for us as well in our Christian lives. He desires that we profit through his teachings. But the only way we're going to profit is when we read them and when we obey them. It's not good just reading them. You know, we have to apply them to our lives. And uh, this is what the Lord Jesus Christ was uh, giving to uh, his disciples um, on this mountain. Now, notice that what it says about this uh, divine teacher, though, in our verse, in verse 1, we read again, chapter 8, it says, when he was come down from the mountain. So not only was it a time for him to come down from the mountain, but we see that it was a time of humility as well. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ didn't stay on top of that mountain. He came down. And he came down to where the people were. And we can praise God for that because he's a God that wants to be present with his people. It doesn't say here that he stayed up and he built a monastery and lived the life of a monk, does it? No, he came down and he dwelt with the people. And that speaks to us of God wanting to dwell with his people. That's wonderful. That's our God. And that should be an encouragement to us. It's the same today. He wants to do that with us today. He wants to dwell amongst us, and he wants to be present with us. And he is, through his spirit and through his precious teachings in his word. Wonderful. It was a time not only to come down from the mountain, but it was a time also for him to come down from the glory. Um, this is what we're reminded of. Um, if we can just turn to Galatians chapter 4. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4, and uh, a well-known verse says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, physically, yeah, made of Mary, and he was made under the law. Okay? When the fullness of time was come. The Lord Jesus Christ came down from the glory, came down from the portals of heaven. We've been singing about it this morning, about the wonderful um, place 
where God dwells and the glory that is there. But he came down from there to dwell amongst his people. That's the humility of our God. Maybe we'll only realize it one day when we're actually there and we will see where the Lord came down and what, what he left to come down here. And um, we also know that in John chapter 1 and verse 14, what a wonderful statement it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is God. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only the Son of Man, but the Son of God. The Bible says that he became flesh and he dwelt among us. Wonderful. And uh, we see in verse 1, it says that when he came down, that great multitudes followed him. And I'd like to ask that question this morning. Have we decided to follow Jesus yet? Have we decided to follow this divine teacher and his teachings? Or are they just something that we listen to, but we don't really have any interest in? We need to accept him as our personal saviour, and we need to be in his word and for him to be present in our lives. So that's the first thing that we can be encouraged by is the humility of the Savior. But the second thing that we can be encouraged by is the help of the sick. And, you know, one of the first of these multitudes that began to follow the Lord Jesus Christ was a leper. Now, let's just have a look in verse 2. It says here that, and behold, there came a leper, and it said, and worshipped him. Okay. So we're not told here what this leper's name was. We're not told where he came from. We're not told about great things he might have done in his life. But the scripture does tell us a lot about the life of a leper. And uh, the place where we find this is actually in the book of Leviticus. We're not going to read um, these chapters, but if you have time, read Leviticus chapter 14 and 15. And you have a description here of the leper and uh, what he went through. And uh, let me just give you um, a few realities in the life of a leper. First of all, leprosy was evident when there was a rising of a scab. And if the hair turned white and the plague began to be deeper than the skin, then it was known as leprosy. Secondly, leprosy spread very quickly to the body. Thirdly, leprosy causes a hot burning. Fourthly, if spreads to the head, the leper was to shave his head and put a covering as well over his lips. Fifthly, the clothes of the leper, they had to be ripped and they had to be burnt. But not only that, the place where the leper burnt, it had to be torn down and the stones, they had to be cast away. This is the life of a leper. Uh, seventhly, the leper, he had to cry out, leper, leper. He had to let people know his condition. And eighth, he had to dwell alone outside of the camp. That's the life of a leper. This leper, he was hopeless. He was hurting and he was helpless. But we read here that he came to the Savior. And he came to the only one, the only hope that he had. And he knew 
where this hope lay. It lay in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see that very clearly in this verse. And behold, there came a leper, and it says, and he worshipped him, saying, Lord. What wonderful. <clears throat> Let's just have a look at a, a couple of things here about the saviour of the sick. Um, verse 2, we see the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt make me clean, uh, Lord, if, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And you know that that is the kind of prayer that our Lord Jesus Christ likes. Why? Well, it's a prayer of faith. Let's just hear his words again. He says, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. This was a prayer of a desperate man of faith. Let's just read a verse in Hebrews 11, verse 6, which says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is a rewarder, no, sorry, that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And here we read of an account of a man that was desperate and he diligently sought the Lord for help. And we can see this in his words. Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. I wonder, are we in need this morning of some kind of cleansing? It may be a physical cleansing. It may be a spiritual. It may be an emotional. But the Lord Jesus Christ is able to meet that need, whoever we are. But what he requires is a cry of faith. Didn't Jesus say, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you know, you can tell this mountain to remove and it'll be cast into the sea. This is our Lord Jesus. Wonderful. John 6, verse 37. And this verse um, says, And him that cometh to me, Jesus says, I will in no wise cast him out. When we come to the Lord Jesus Christ for help, he will hear us and he will answer and he's not going to push us aside and forget about us. And you know, there's a friend of mine, um, he lives in Preston, and uh, he's a born-again Christian, but he used to be an alcoholic, and um, he was really addicted to alcohol. And uh, one day he picked up um, a tract, and I think he tried all these different, you know, organizations and methods of trying to get off the alcohol, but he cried out to the Lord one day, and he read this tract which said, And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. And he reminded the Lord of those words that he spoke. And he said, Lord, if you can take this drink, you can take this addiction away from me, I will follow you. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, he's never touched a drink since. And, I, you know, I, I worked with this man for years um, when I was in Israel. And uh, he was my... You know, he was a real, like a father of the faith for me. And, uh, you know, but he took the Lord literally at his word. And that's what we're to do. And, um, you know, that's wonderful. Um, and thirdly, we see here the healing of the sick. And we see here something of the personal touch of our Savior. Notice, first of all, the hand of the Saviour. We see in verse 3, it says, And Jesus put forth his hand, and what did he do? And touched him. 
He didn't just, you know, like they do on, on the stages and, you know. No, he went to the sick man, put his hand on him physically. That's... Who would have ever, who would have dared to have touched a leper? You know? A man who had a contagious disease, which would have brought down your life, your family, everything that you had. But the Lord Jesus Christ shows the personal touch of the Savior, and he places his hand upon him. Wonderful. This leper experienced the hand of God upon his life. You know that Jesus wants you, he wants me to experience his hand upon our lives as well. He does. You know, Scripture, it teaches a lot about the hand of God. There are some comforting truths in the Scriptures concerning his hand. And I'd just like us to look at three of them. The first one is in Isaiah chapter 59. And if you're here this morning and you've never become a Christian, listen to these words. <clears throat> chapter 59 and verse 1, we read, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. So we see here that the Lord's hand is not shortened that it can't save. The Lord Jesus Christ can save anybody, no matter where you've been, what you've done. His hand is able to save you, and it's able to save you right today. Doesn't the Bible say today is the day of salvation? So we see that that is a comforting truth about God's hand. Let's have a look at another one in the Psalms, chapter 31. And uh, maybe we can relate to this one as uh, Christians. Chapter 31 and verse 15. And we see here the psalmist, uh, David, he says that my times are where? They're in thy hand. That, isn't that encouraging? You know, many times we think, Lord, what am I doing here? What's it, what's it, what's all, what's it all about, the situation that I'm, in, that I'm in? But you know, my times are in thy hand, and that's good for us to remember. But not only that, he says... Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. So his hand is able to hold us even though we may fall. And that's an encouragement as well because we're all able to fall. And uh, maybe we've, most of us, if not all of us, have fallen at some time. But his hand is able to pick us up and to restore us again. That's the hand of our Saviour. Wonderful. It's comforting. But not only that, we read in John chapter 10 that his hand is able to keep us to the end. John chapter 10. And the wonderful uh, chapter here about his sheep. And we read in verse 28. John 10 and verse 28. And Jesus says, And I give unto them eternal life, they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Don't ever believe that you will lose your salvation. God has promised to keep you, no matter what. And he's able to hold and bear you up as well. 
You know, when we're saved, it's an eternal salvation. We don't need to be born again. God does give us requirements, and he requires that we're faithful and we are obedient and we follow him, but he's never going to cast us away, and we're never going to lose that salvation that he's given to us. Why? Because here he's promised that not, no man is going to pluck us out of his hand. That's wonderful. That's the Savior's hand. He'll keep us for eternity. Not only do we see the hand of the Savior here, but secondly, we see the speech of the Savior as well. And you know that these words, they must have really pleased this leper. Let's read in verse 3. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. Those must have been, those must have been really precious words to this man. Nobody else could help this, this poor leper but the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus doesn't say, sorry, but go away. You know, we, we are, if it was just today, we were discussing down on the way to London about um, some of these healing services that go on where there are thousands of upon thousands. And, you know, many of them who are in wheelchairs, and you can see that they have great disability, you know. They're sort of um, brought up, but they're not really always put onto the stage. They're sort of put round to the side, and they never really get onto the stage, a lot of these people. Because a lot of these so-called healings have not really taken place. With the charlatans. But it's not like that with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when the Lord Jesus Christ healed people, he healed them whole and he healed them completely. And he even told them, didn't he, in, in verse 4, to go and show yourself to the priest and offer the, uh, the gift that Moses commanded. Go and see the doctor. Get it verified. Well, that's wonderful to know these, the, the speech of our Savior here. And he says that I will, and then he says, be thou clean. Was it God's will to heal this man? Well, we read also in verse 3. He says, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Well, you know, there wasn't a little bit of scabs around the, the hands for him to say to people later, uh, well, the Lord didn't heal me uh, fully, but, you know, this is just like a reminder that he did touch my body. No. The Bible says that he immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. Is God able to heal today? Well, Hebrews 13 and verse 8 says that Jesus Christ, the same Yesterday, today, and forever. God is a God who is able to heal. Does God heal everybody? Does God heal every physical sickness every time? Well, I believe that all healing, according to Scripture, is subject to God's plan for our life. And it may be that God has called us to go through a time of suffering, but it may be that God has called us to be healed and to be able to be a witness of that healing. But you know, it's not just a physical healing that God wants to give to people. You know, God wants to heal people inside. He wants to, he wants to heal emotions. He wants to heal spiritually as well. 
And that is our God. He is a healer. And he wants to touch people's lives. You know, it's God's will that the greatest sickness that mankind has, he wants to heal it. And he wants to heal it today. And that is sin. You know, we may go through this life and we may go through this life with bodies that maybe seem like they're they're giving up on us and we can't do the things that we used to do. But you know that there is, God wants us to see further than that. He wants us to see further than our temporal time here upon this earth because eternity is forever, you know. God wants us to be healed of our spiritual sickness of sin. We read in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5. It says, But he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And you know, the Lord Jesus Christ, he hung upon that cross and shed his precious blood so that we could have spiritual healing. We could have our sins forgiven. Just like when Moses was in the, in the wilderness, you know, with that pole and with the snakes and the, the people that looked upon that, that pole were healed. The Lord Jesus Christ wants to do that for us. And he wants to cleanse us. And that can only happen through the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed. He shed his precious blood so that we can have our sins forgiven. That's wonderful. That's, that's the great news. And uh, just a couple of um, questions before we, uh, before we finish this uh, message this morning. First one, will you come to Jesus today? Will you receive his salvation that he offers? Will you receive the healing spiritual healing that he wants to give to you to forgive you and to cleanse you. And if we are a Christian here this morning, let us be encouraged that his his hand is able to hold us and is able to heal and to keep us right up to the end. He's a wonderful saviour. This is the saviour that the leper had an encounter with, and it's an encounter that we can have here today. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for this short account. But Lord, how real this account is and how applicable it is, Lord, even in our daily lives as well. And dear Lord, we know that there are those maybe that are hearing the sound of these scriptures this morning, who have never received that spiritual healing from you. And dear Lord, we just pray that they will just simply humble themselves and accept Jesus Christ as their personal saviour. And for those, dear Lord, of us who are Christians, those of us, dear Lord, that may need some healing touch from you, dear Lord, we just pray that your perfect plan and your perfect will for our lives be accomplished. Lord, you say that if you have faith as a mustard seed, and dear Lord, we just pray that we may be able to cry out to the Lord, just as this leper did, for you to heal us, dear Lord, 
And uh, we just pray that, Lord, that you may grant us, um, Lord, the desires of our hearts, if they are in accordance with your perfect will. And if not, Lord, help us to accept it all the same. Help us just to accept, your, Lord, your, your plan for us. But, uh, dear Lord, we thank you that our Saviour is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a wonderful Saviour. And uh, we thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.